Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Startup Diary. I'm Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Keller. Harry, I see what you're doing here. Like, that pause is getting bigger. We're going to be on episode 472, and it's going to be a three-minute silence before my name drops. Um, Guys, if you're new to this podcast, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's like to build a small business into a big one. And normally, it's myself and, as you heard, co-host Harry on the mics talking about what's happening in our business expert trades as we've gone from bootstrapped, bit of seed funding, venture capital, made loads of mistakes, and we share it on the show. But today is really special. Um, we've been building this podcast audience over the last few years and off the back of it, we've built an amazing community. And if you want to take part in that community, head over to Facebook and search for the business owners group on Facebook, 250 members there. Uh, make sure you don't suffer in silence during the current times. And at the point of recording this, we are in the middle of COVID-19. And what we wanted to do is get other business owners onto the podcast today to share their views. And we're not talking politics. We're not talking doom and gloom. We're trying to understand what is the impact this has made to your business and what are you doing proactively to come through this with a bigger, better, stronger brand and capitalize on all the opportunities after we've weathered these storms. Uh, So on that note, Harry, let's drop the audio from the conversation we had with four members of the business owners group. So guys, let's get straight into it. Super appreciate everyone giving up the time. I think probably uh, the best thing to do to set some context for the listeners, um, if we just do a quick whistle-stop tour around who we've got on the mics, um, jumping into the Zoom call, who you are, what you do, Age, sex, location. Let's go back to those days. Um, Starting off. <laughs> uh, top left uh, for how I'm viewing this on Zoom, Mr. Sam Wilcox, mate. Do you want a quick intro to who you are and what the, uh, what the company does, mate? Yeah, uh, I'm Sam Wilcox. I run a company called Tribecto Automations, and I help businesses with their email marketing campaigns and build out automated um, marketing and sales processes, basically. Cool stuff, Matt. How long have you been in business? Uh, about, well, officially about two years. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love the word officially. <laughs> According to the books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move across to yourself, John. Um, I'm John Hud. Uh, I run a company called Leasing Plus. We um, operate a vehicle leasing company, both commercials and passenger cars. Slightly different to the majority of leasing companies, whereby uh, we make credit decisions ourselves in-house and own the vehicles ourselves, and therefore um, have the flexibility to do with them as we please, basically, and deal with who we please. Nice stuff. Um, Can I ask you again, John? How long have you been in business, mate? uh, Coming up to two years. Perfect stuff. Uh, Mr. Bates? Hi, guys. Uh, So, my name's Tom. I'm from, well, actually, in three businesses, uh, The Printers. That's been around for 37 and a half years. Uh, a Natural Beauty, which is a hair and beauty salon, um, that's been in around for five years. And ultimately, the Odco, um, which has been around for 18 months so far. And do you want to give uh, people a quick uh, description of what the Odco does? Just oh, sorry, I think yes. it's an interesting part of your mix. <laughs> um, so the Odco, we supply um, entrepreneurs with luxury odd socks on a subscription basis. Um, so we sell three socks as, as opposed to a pair um, every month. Nice stuff. Uh, and last but definitely not least, uh, Ronnie. Hi, I'm Ronnie of Box Standard Plumbing Heating and Gas, a local heating and company uh, doing gas services. I actually own three businesses somehow, an inflatable business and a property renovation business. Um, the renovation business and the plumbing business have been going for five years and the inflatable business I bought last year and haven't really technically started trading. Cool stuff. I love the word technically as well. Um, don't worry, guys. HMRC, I don't think are tuned in to the Startup Diary podcast just yet. Um, anyway, for those of you that are listening, you can probably get a vibe that uh, all the personalities around the table, uh, we know each other fairly well. And I'd probably say three out of four of the people on the show right now, um, we met exclusively through the podcast. Sam, Tom, and John, we met through the Startup Diary podcast, didn't we? Yeah. We did. Yeah, cool. And then, and then Ronnie, whose background has just changed on Zoom, which has confused me slightly. Um, his uh, his plant room background has disappeared. Uh, Ronnie is a member of Expert Trades community, so I'd say um, you'll you'll probably hear some real good insight today if you listen to the show, uh, because we all know each other quite well. Um, I guess just to set the tone, guys, um, or set the scene of what I want to try and achieve with these group discussions um, is just get an understanding first off of how. Uh, the current situation, uh, and if if I if I say the the same thing over and over again, which is these uncertain times and uh, the the go to catchphrases that we're all using right now, 
uh, how COVID-19 is impacting the business. I'd like to just do a whistle-stop tour around you guys to hear it from your perspective, given the industries that you're in. Um, and then moving swiftly on to what are you doing about it? How are you thinking about this? How are you using this time on personal growth? What activities are you doing? How are you planning to come out of this uh, with a bigger brand, stronger brand, um, and benefit from all the opportunities that are going to sit on the other side of this? I think that's what the listeners are going to mainly want to hear about. Um, so Sam, just because of the way that, <laughs> just because of the way that Zoom works and I've, uh, you've been put in the top left-hand corner uh, and I only laughed then because I saw, I timed it perfectly waiting for you to go for your drink. Um, <laughs> Give me an idea of how it's impacting Tribecta, mate. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. So I'll kind of run through like the timeline. Maybe that, that would be helpful in terms of like when all this kind of started and then where I'm at now, and I'll try and make it quick. So um, J- Just on that before you jump in, mate, um, uh, please don't make this like a one-to-one-to-one all the way through this podcast. If any of you guys have any questions or anything for any of the guys speaking, um, please don't consider me just the host of this discussion. Please jump in as you see fit. I think the questions that we have between each other will probably drive the most value anyway. Uh, sorry, Sam, carry on, mate. That's all right, mate, no worries. Um, so yeah, so I've been running Tribecto for about two years and kind of like the goal as of last year really was to grow into a small agency, I would say. So elevate from just me to having like a small team of specialists that kind of um, help deliver all the different projects and stuff for clients. And I embarked on that path like earlier this year of starting to like hire full-time team members and all, and all that kind of good stuff. So um, it was an interesting few months at the beginning of the year. And then this COVID thing hit and at first, I think I'm probably as guilty as anybody of not taking it as seriously as it, as it probably should have done um, when I first heard about it. And then um, there was like a week, Adam, where I messaged you. I was like, you know, the tone's changed almost in terms of like the impact that this is going to have on the economy. So um, that really made me stop and just analyze what I was doing and the reasons why I was doing it. I would say... The first half of that week, which was, it's hard to even think now, I mean, that was like three or four weeks ago. I can't even think it was something like that, right? So um, when, when all this like really hit home, I'd say like the first half of that week was kind of like panic mode a little bit. Um, from a business perspective, perspective, I had like a small team of staff that I needed to, to worry about. I also had... Um, a lot of big contracts that were just about to sign. So I had a lot of like new business that we were, that we were going to be relying on to kind of continue to operate the business. Um, and all that got kind of paused indefinitely and or canceled. Um, as soon as this, as soon as I said that like the tone changed and everybody kind of went, Whoa, what's going on a little bit. So, so that was a bit of a blow and that kind of made me just stop and kind of think, what am I actually doing here? Um, and it's a blessing in disguise from a business perspective, not mentioning anything to do with obviously the health and stuff, obviously I'm not counting this as a blessing in any way. It's terrible what's happening. But for me personally, from a business perspective, I've kind of taken this as a little bit of a blessing in disguise because I actually realized that I'm, I don't really know why I was even trying to build an agency. It was, I was just going down a path of what I thought, I should be doing and that's what everybody else does. It was in marketing and I was kind of like going down this path of like, okay, well let's just grow for, for no specific reason other than to grow. Um, and the past few months before all this had happened, I actually reflected on that now that I had time to stop and just realized that um, it was probably like the least enjoyable few months of me doing this, um, of, of running, running a business. So so yeah, it, it kind of had that impact on me really. And I'm look the way that I kind of set the business up is even though I classed the team members as full-time employees, technically they weren't full-time employees, they were contractors and uh, because we were based all around we were based all around the world. So I operate a remote business. So I'm kind of geared up for this isolation situation, which is a benefit. Um but and also, you know, some of the benefits there were it really sucked, but from a from a business perspective, I had to kind of let the the small team that I had go, apart from a couple of people, um, and really cut back to make sure that I can make it out the other side of this with in in good shape, really. Um, 
so that's kind of like how it hit me specifically. I have lots of contracts canceled. I had to, you know, reduce the team size back down to just me and a couple. Um, and, but you know, the good thing that came out of it was I actually realized that I was, I was doing, I was doing the direction that I was in, I was going in that direction for the wrong reasons. But, and, uh, before you jump into that, which I'm, I'm really keen to sort of learn about, to be honest, in terms of uh, some of the benefits you pulled from this, I guess because they were contractors, you weren't able to furlough because they're, they're contractors at that position. No, so I'm the, the situation that I'm in is like the the situation that none of the benefits of the UK scheme um, help. Um, but it's fine. Like I'm, I'm not. I'll be okay. I'm not worried about that. I'm, you know, I can't take advantage of any of the the grants, the loans, the schemes. But I shouldn't. I shouldn't take advantage of those things anyway because I don't need to, right? So I'm not. I'm not the type of person that's going to try and just claim for something because I'm eligible. I don't need to. I've got some decent clients that we've kept on board. Um, and you know, without getting too far ahead in the story, I'm actually starting to grow leads and new customers again now that the initial panic of this is all over. So I'm in a good position. I don't need to claim anything. I'm very, very lucky. Like I said, I'm kind of set up for this situation by operating a remote business anyway. Um, Zoom is something that I've been using for the past five years, not just the past five days. So, um, you know, it, it's it's one of those situations where I, am, I do count myself as a very lucky. Um, it did have an impact, but, I, you know, it's kind of been... It's been okay. Like I can't complain. No, uh, perfect, mate. I'm looking forward to, I've seen some of the stuff that you're doing on a proactive front. So I'm looking forward to talking about that uh, in, in a bit, but I guess as an open discussion for the, for the table, uh, Sam sort of described how it impacted him. And I remember that week specifically where you text me and you said that the tone has changed. Um, I guess just open up to you three guys. When did you first feel the impact? Uh, I think me and Sam were in very similar boats that uh, it was something happening elsewhere in the world until all of a sudden it was all over the UK. Yeah. Um, how about you guys? Uh, John, when did it start to impact you? So, so for me, um, just like the rest of us, uh, I was guilty of uh, not taking it as seriously as I should have done. Um, and I think it was the, the Monday that Boris officially said at five, about, no, about 8 p.m. he came on, and that was when he officially said, this isn't you know, a request anymore, stay at home. And I was at work that day, I decided to just take home all of the physical files I was working with because the penny was dropping just a little bit early enough. And I'd gone into work that morning and said to my business partner, I think it's time we have crisis talks. I feel like this is about to hit pretty hard. Um, but the week before, yeah, it was, it was just a case of let's get on with it. It'll be all right. Just on that, let me just zoom into that. You, obviously, you've got a business partner. What was what was the topic of that conversation, and how did you handle it? Um, so it was it was a little bit difficult because we'd only just taken him on board full time. Um, so it, it came at a bad time uh, in relation to furloughing, uh, additional costs for the business, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I suppose the conversations really it started by we, we we reviewed every single client we've got. Uh, and how whether we felt they would be at risk in their industry and then in turn that would be obviously make us at risk so if our client failed then they would need to send the car back um, and that obviously is not a good place for us i need to talk to you about my uh my loan (laughs) (laughs) awkward timing we'll pick this up afterwards Um, and other than that, we just went through all of our fixed costs, really. Um, office, for example, was there an opportunity to downsize? And if there was, how do we go about getting to the front of the queue? So it wasn't, uh, I wanted to be proactive. So we called, um, you know, the people in charge of our serviced office and said, right, what are our options? What do you have available? Um, I was under the impression we could downsize. So I thought, well, if we get in quickly, we can downsize to a broom cupboard if we need before the broom cupboard sell out and we've only got bigger options. Yeah, great bit of advice. We did something similar with ours. Obviously, we're in a position where we've actually just moved office um, like three months ago uh, and our building is technically owned by the co-op. Um, so we reached out to 
uh, them directly and just said like, what support are you giving right now? Uh, we pay our, our rent quarterly. So what they've done for us is said, uh, pay a month of your quarter uh, and the following two months just defer them. Um, we'll defer them for six months and then you can spread the payments out. Uh, I think right now, probably one of the best things that you can do is anyone that uh, is accredited, anyone that you owe money to or you have to pay on a regular basis, uh, just communicate to them and just see uh, what options they have available. Um, Tom, how about you? How did this first impact you got? Uh, you got three businesses actually. So it'll be interesting to sort of split it out and work out. Um, one from the printers established business. I think that that company is older than you. Is that right? Yeah. yeah it's that company is older now. than you. Yeah. Um, you've got natural beauty, which is your salon business. Um, and then you've got the Odco. Uh, how has it impacted all three? And then how are you managing to keep your, keep sane during these times trying to juggle all three things? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to admit I was a little bit like everyone else to begin with, but I was probably more annoyed before I saw how serious it was. So I'd spent two months setting up an event with HSBC locally. Um, and on the Friday before the week, it kind of started to get serious. They pulled out and I was absolutely fuming. I was like, I can't believe they're taking this so seriously. And then it sort of hit home the following week. We, um, we, they sort of said pregnant people should be sent home and working from home. So you had one of the, one of the printers team was pregnant. So we sent her home, which forced us to, to sort of move. We'd just luckily gone on to VoIP. Um, so was, we put that into practice and, and basically gather the task of, because so you can't print anything at home. So just call everyone on our database and just ask them how they're doing, um, which initially she was like terrified of. But I said, pick two or three people that you really like, call them first, and then you will enjoy it. And she did. She called the whole database. And apparently um, it went down really well with those clients and they all, some, there was some job that actually came out the back of it, which was quite interesting. Um, so, so that was sort of what we did with the printers. Leading up to the Saturday before Boris announced the actual full-on stay-at-home type thing, um, we decided to close the salon early. Um, that was more of a, a local PR type thing because we thought that was doing the right thing for our clients because of obviously being in the salon's close touch. Um, but over that weekend, that was just sort of the scariest part for us. I made sure that we sat down and went through cash flow forecasting for both businesses um, because they, they've got bigger overheads than the odd co. Um, and sort of said, if we have no money coming through the door, how many weeks can we last? And then if we put in the grants, we're, look, we're fortunate to receive the grants. And then the furlough money coming back through, like how many weeks can we just, just roll without any income? Um, and that actually put us at ease a little bit because we could probably get nearly 30 weeks before we start getting to a point where we need to f apply for more funding. Um, so we were like, okay, that's cool. And then we kind of told everyone from the printing company to, that we were going to furlough you um, from that Monday, sent home um, the manageress and the graphic designer we've got in there um, and said, work from home, we'll, we'll give you a call and let you know what's going on. Um, so that just left the other director there. So at the minute, we're still operating, but behind closed doors. So we'll take inquiries and things. And then we've put guidelines in so people can click and collect almost with printing, which is going down quite well. Salon is just, just closed as it is sort of thing. That's, there's not a lot we can do with that. Um, but the Ogco, probably like you, Sam, it's all, all remote based. The team are all based all over the UK. Um, the only person fulfilling is myself. So I'm just popping in on my own into the office to fulfill orders as they're coming in. Um, and interestingly, they're sort of, they're, they're still coming in. I thought that might drop off slightly, but yeah, we're still getting quite a lot of orders come through. Yeah, perfect. So I think it's interesting. People are at home and uh, if, if anyone's anything like my wife, uh, they like to shop. <laughs> yeah. They've got more time on their hands. So pe people still like to shop, especially people that are furloughed as well. They're still receiving 80% of their income. Um, mm. Some people can weather that storm. Ronnie, it's an interesting one from you um, because you're a trade professional. Um, your job is going into other people's homes and properties and renovating. Uh, talk to me about how it's impacted you in terms of the inbound inquiries uh, and then how are you dealing with it right now? Are you, are you doing any work? You're doing emergency call outs? Uh, what's your what's your process right now, buddy? So obviously we met the week before at Monument Masters, and I was oblivious to coronavirus. It was in the distant world; wasn't going to affect me. I'm going to carry on like normal, same as the other guys. Um, and then the lockdown, when Boris announced it, um, that night we lost 50k of business over the next six weeks, um, and most of that is completely gone now because we did a lot with the catering industry in restaurants and mobile takeaway. Um, and that industry has just died to death and won't make any impact anytime soon. So they pretty much pulled the plug on that. Um, we did a lot with commercial clients as well in terms of heating and systems. 
and that has died a death as well. So all that service and repair work we'd normally be picking up now for the next couple of months through the summer period, we're not seeing any of that anymore now because it's all on hold because people are just holding the budgets with any fines. Um, like the guys, I've kind of, last week I had a bit of a mong. I sat down one day and sourced out the finances, managed to speak to our lenders, um, our business premises, and was able to do some um, reliefs of sorts. So our landlord's been really good and reduced our rent um, for the next three months um, and just said, you know, don't even worry about paying it back, um, which is really good from our point of view. Um, and any other creditors, we've cancelled all direct debits and we're manually paying them to control the cash flow in and out of the bank now because we have had to adapt the business. We were kind of 40% on the commercial sector, 60% domestic, but we didn't really do many emergency call-outs at that point. Um, now we have had to adapt the business to an emergency service provider to stay as a key worker, otherwise we'd be sitting at home. So that now looks like we are literally by the phone waiting for a call-out and then we deal with that if it is an emergency work. On the Monday that Boris announced it, we chopped anything that was unessential out of the diary and technically all of the work was unessential. So we can last another six to eight weeks. Um, after that point, we've got 45,000 pounds worth of work in the diary, but we can't do it until the lockdowns restrictions have gone. Um, I think the biggest challenge for us now is kind of just riding the roller coaster, adapting and supporting as much as we can. So for me, I'm looking at how I can support people in the NHS key workers um, and being proactive without trying to oversell our services. I don't want to be the person that looks like we're just money grabbing, but we are there. We are still ticking over. We are trying to create a service still, but we're not knowing for being an emergency provider now. So we've had to do quite a bit of a shake up. Yeah, it's, re- it's really interesting. Uh, I think there's two things that stood out for me on that, uh, Ronnie, which is one, you mentioned the word support quite a lot. And I guess one, one question that I've got for, for everyone uh, before just jumping back into Ronnie is uh, out of everyone around the table and I'll just start with you Sam and I'll just we'll whistle through who's supporting you guys like who's the sounding board um, and m- my answer to this is very easy I've got I've got Harry and I've got I've got you lot to be honest uh, I think some of the relationships we built through the podcast has been really helpful uh, and just picking up the phone and speaking to you guys or WhatsApp or in the Facebook group has been super helpful uh, where are you getting any support right now because I think as a as a business owner it's so easy to just uh, suffer in silence uh, and I think that's the thing I want to make sure that none of the listeners of the podcast do so Sam what are you doing uh, yeah it's a good question really I think um, in terms of like support network it kind of leans two ways I think one way is you guys right so I mean you know there's multiple people that we've met through the podcast and and uh, through the community that we've that I personally have done leaning on um, and also as well, it's trying to like support the other way, right? And, and be the person that can support others. So um, I've been trying to support my client base and anybody in my network as much as possible by by doing other things, well, by doing, first off, by putting out content, but then secondly, by actually just directly reaching out to people and just saying, hey, how are you getting on? Do you want to have a chat about this? And, and just... You know, like you said, have the conversations that because it's the conversations that are kind of helping people get through this and, and kind of support each other. So there's the conversations with you guys, there's the conversations with clients, and just trying to reach out to as many people as possible, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, is, is anyone doing anything different? Um, I know, I know, Tom. You've got you've got an interesting support network because you're involved in um, a coaching business. Uh, uh, how, how is that working for you right now? How are you leaning on that one? One, I guess, I guess selfishly, two things that I'd like to know is one, how are you using your coach in this period? Uh, and then secondly, how have you found the inbound inquiries for general coaching? Um, are people leaning into that even though it's an expense? Uh, just give me an idea of what's happening in that world. Yeah, so from a personal point of view, I, I put a video on LinkedIn um, just saying how invaluable they are right now. Um, they're going above and beyond. So normally you have an hour a week with them. Literally, you can call them any time of day and they'll answer. Um, but what they've built is a community sort of WhatsApp group with all the clients that they're currently serving past and, and current. Um, so all, and that includes like HR professionals, accountants, that sort of thing. So everyone's been thrown in little bits, which has been great. Um, and I've been trying to sort of pass that back out to my network and, and the start diary club sort of network and having that support network there as well is, is awesome for me. Um, from the inbound stuff, it's been great. They've basically said we're giving away an, an hour's worth of gifted coaching to every business owner that wants it 
or needs it. Um, and that's just an hour pure focusing on on you and your business and what you can do right now. Um, and the, the sort of feedback we're getting from it has been really good. Um, people coming out of action steps, feeling more confident um, about what the future holds. Um, so yeah, they I think they've been uh, a credit to themselves by saying that because they could have easily charged everyone for that hour session. Um, but they've said, no, we're dropping all fees and, and we want to do right for the community right now. Yeah, you've made my segue really easy here because the thing I wanted to pull back to Ronnie with is I think there's lots of people that are a little bit torn right now in terms of how they can continue to support their community, continue to build their brand in a positive way. But for some companies, cash is king and there's bills to pay. So uh, it'd be interesting to hear, and, and Ronnie, I think you're probably in this situation. It'd be interesting to hear how other people are thinking about it. How are you balancing uh, creating content, supporting customers and clients uh, with actually having to make a profit because you're trying to keep the business alive right now? Uh, Ronnie, wh- where, where does your head sit with this? Uh, when, when you're explaining it, I picked up on the fact that you looked like you were torn um, and you said you don't want to be seen by a company that's profiteering off this. And I'll be really honest with you. I wouldn't have taken the time of day to sit on a call with anyone that I think was an opportunist right now. Um, I saw an amazing LinkedIn post which says, if you're selling toilet roll and hand sanitizer at a premium, you're not an entrepreneur, you're just a um, and Harry might, Harry might beep that out. But, probably uh, won't. Probably. <laughs> um, but I absolutely loved it. I thought, I thought uh, there's, there's no uh, easier way to say it. Um, but in the flip side of it, um, if you're a service provider, there are still services, especially like emergency plumbing work and heating work that needs to get done. Um, how are you thinking about that right now? And what's the sort of messaging that you're trying to um, push out there to communicate to your customers? So I've, I've been a bit more fortunate because, as you know, I'm in the BNI networking. So I've had that bit of team around me and there's pretty much one of every different type of trade in there. So there's a business coach in there who I actually signed a contract with two weeks prior to COVID. Um, which I've paused for the time being, but he's still been supportive. There's HR in there, there's an accountant, and their words of wisdom and pointing us in the right direction has been, it's unaffordable, the event advice they've given the group, to be honest. In terms of business-wise, um, Expert Trades has obviously been helpful quite quite somewhat with the content they're doing. I was speaking to Danny Batch on Thursday and Friday and Friday in terms of exactly what I just said. I don't want to look like a, a dick and try and make money out of this, but I want to help and see what we can do. You know, I don't want them to use a crook down the road that's going to police them or do something wrong or cause them more issues. I just want to get out to those right people, do the job, get them sorted. But also, it stands in good stead for us as a business coming out of this because we've got a bit of a better reputation. We've supported these people going forward. From an advertising point of view, um, I was heavily focused on social media, especially with LinkedIn. I was paying someone to do lots of LinkedIn profiling for us. Um, we've paused that because it's it's not the right thing, in my view, at the moment to be doing and focusing on commercial. We're looking more at how we can get across to domestic customers. So it's Facebook, blog posts in the local groups and adding a bit of value where we can and support. So we've had I think five or six things where we've been tagged in it. And rather than going out to it, we're giving actual free advice and talking to someone what they can do before they would need us. And then at that point, if they need us, here's our number, give us a shout and we'll come sort it for you. Yeah, I like um, it. I think, I think there's definitely a, um, can you take a short-term hit on revenues and profits to, to build a long-term customer? And, and that's sort of like what we're thinking because interestingly for us, uh, we launched Expert Trades Academy. Harry, when did we launch the Academy? Good question. Um, One fateful Saturday afternoon <laughs> while I was bowling and Zapier broke. <laughs> uh, what, it's been like three months? Is it? Was it start of the quarter? Yeah, start of the quarter. So it was where we launched Expert Trades Academy, which is on on-demand learning for trades professionals. Um, and the plan for us was always uh, do Q1 free content, do Q2, we'll do more in-depth paid courses. Um, and that was the way that we were going to try and turn it turn that into a, a revenue stream for the business. Uh, and me and Harry debated it left, right and center in terms of we've got more time, we can do more paid courses. Um, but we kind of came to the decision that, that right now um, it's the, the lunch and learns, the free content. How can we continue to push out free content uh, so we can help build, one, build the brand, help the, uh, the members of the community. Um, and don't get me wrong, there is a, there is a long, I think that people need to understand there's a long-term business benefit. As Harry pointed out to me, uh, he said, uh, if we can weather the storm uh, and do three, four months of this and just build the brand, uh, then we'll have a bigger audience that we have deeper relationships with that over, over time will likely spend more money with us. Um, and I guess it's a short-term, long-term view of the business that people need to work out 
what do I actually need to keep the business alive, which is important. If I needed to start selling stuff, um, I would do because I've got a responsibility to keep my, my staff and my, my, um, all my colleagues, my shareholders uh, and the community. We've got to keep the business alive. And it's sort of like, how can you keep the business ticking over to build the brand? So that's, that's my segue into uh, Sam, your comment at the front of this, which was, this is actually working out quite well for you right now. He said the business is actually, um, I think you said the words growing, which was amazing to hear. Uh, talk to me about what you're doing uh, uh, to be proactive and how you're creating opportunities right now. Yeah, so it's just content, right? So like what like what you guys were saying just, just a minute ago, I'm... Now that I've had to scale the team back a bit and, you know, initially when this all happened, you know, the, the business did take a bit of a dive in terms of revenue and, and clients and all that kind of stuff, expectedly. Marketing, external marketing services are usually one of the first things to go in this type of situation. So, um, so yeah, we took a bit of a dive and then I was just, just started focusing on putting out content and trying to help people in this situation. So, you know, the, the whole thing that, that I try and do and, and the whole thing that, that my business is geared around is m helping people build a more automated streamlined business by using software tools and, 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 and uh, you know, stuff like that. So there was lots of expertise that I can share for free with people uh, very easily by using things like live streaming, by using things like uh, YouTube for, for video distribution, by um, putting stuff on, on the blog that I have, um, and so that's what I've been doing. I've just been spending a lot of time doing live streaming and uh, sharing as much as I can. I actually wrote an email about this this morning, so um, you'll get to see that one later, Adam. Um, but yeah, there's, uh, I think I'm subscribed. The, <laughs> you always love receiving my emails. I know that. So um, one of the things that uh, I mentioned in that is that I don't have all the answers, right? I'm not pretending to have all the answers, but one of the things I do know is that you know if we all know. We all excel in certain areas and we all have a lot of knowledge and a lot of time we think that it's obvious stuff. Um, but if we are actually, if we, if we could all just share our own knowledge during this time um, to our own networks, like the ripple effects of that would be, you know, phenomenal because, you know, everybody has their own expertise uh, in their own specific fields. And that's all I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to share as much of my expertise as possible by, by putting the content out to my network and hoping that they'll do the same thing with their expertise. Because if we all taught each other, you know, these different, different strategies, tools, tricks, whatever it may be, then, you know, we would all come out the other side of this with a whole host of knowledge and, and, and new expertise that we can actually implement into the business. Yeah, completely. I think there's um, a couple of things. Uh, one is you, you kind of take what you know for granted and you just assume that everyone else will. Um, so I think there's, there's probably a big opportunity for people that if regardless of how simple you find something that you do it's probably new to someone else and i've seen you put out some great content uh, and sam I'm, I'm more than happy please just plug uh, you've got a facebook group uh, please uh, and the content in there is fantastic so can you say the name of the facebook group so if anyone listens to yeah, this is sure. interested in marketing facebook, automation? if you search automation insiders on facebook um there will be a group there you can join um it's a small group of people at the minute and that's where i'm dropping all my live streams in um doing currently around two or three a week. I'm just talking about all things like email marketing, automation, streamlining your processes, and just all that good stuff, as we do like to say. Yeah, it's cool. There's some great resources in there. Uh, and I think one of the things that you mentioned, um, or actually, as you were talking, I think I just wanted to cover off what I think is a misconception of people. People think if they give away content, especially now, is when they come out of this, uh, they're going to be like, well, what can I sell? I've given away all my information for free. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is people... People want stuff done for them. Uh, so I think everyone that has some experience and some knowledge to share, give it away as much as you can, everything away for free, because all you're going to do is build trust and build brand. Um, there's certain things that, that Sam, you've shown me how I, what I could do, but I'm like, well, I'm still going to hire you because I just want someone to do it for me. Um, I think there's a big misconception of people trying to like give away 80%, but hold the real gems behind a paywall. I'd say right now is the opportunity, if the business will allow it, to give away everything for free and really lean into brand building, um, that, that level of transparency. John, what are you doing right now, mate? I don't mean physically while on the call. I know what Tom was doing and Tom was just changing room. Uh, <laughs> um, John, what, what are you up to uh, in Leasing Plus? Um, so 
Playing catch up really. Um, I've got management accounts and year end accounts to do, so um, that that side of it, not a lot. Um, a lot of my customers, uh, people that we were going to do vehicles for, uh, I, I, I got in touch with all of them and said, "Are you sure? Why don't we just leave this for now? If you don't, if you can manage without, please do." Um, I don't think it's wise to get into a long term commitment right now. Um, and that has taken away obviously a, a large proportion but it builds that trust rather than me trying to get them into a commitment which realistically no one should be getting into um, the remaining by the way I've got to jump in that 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 whole that last 15 seconds uh, is what in my opinion uh, will differentiate business the, the, people's memories last a very very long time uh, and if you treat people right today you've got a customer for life and just the way that you approach how you're dealing with customers people that are potentially about to sign on the dotted line and you're saying listen it's probably not a good time to enter a contract for me everyone listening should take a little nugget away from that that if the business can weather the storm think about long-term depth long-term relationship over that short-term gain sorry Matt, i wanted to just jump in because i think it's hugely important what you just said that's nice to hear thank you um talking a little bit about um not so much forward uh, moving forward, but some of our current customers, those that are small um, or like one-man bands, effectively almost self-employed, we've been in touch with all of them uh, and said, basically, proactively, if you need, please come and talk to us um, because we'd rather they don't get themselves in a sticky situation because they don't want to let us down, um, especially as a lot of a lot of our customers we have relationships with. But as far as moving forward goes and what are we doing proactively to get business, um, I'm not really. I'm kind of sat tight um, just to weather this initial storm. Um, a little bit of business is still happening, so um, there's plenty of positivity in this room, um, but I'm just focusing on those bits of business being the right business for a, us and B, the client. So it sounds like you're sort of um, spending the time to get ducks in order, all the admin that has been sitting on your desk, you get that done. Um, I guess yeah. the question for me is, uh, sitting tight, I think, is a, s- a smart move depending on specific industries. Um, and there's obviously a limited amount of content, I assume, that you could create if you wanted to. How long Have you got an idea of how long you're going to sit tight for, or are you just planning week by week right now? Um, we've tried to think about it. Um, I know how long I can sit tight for, um, and you know if needs be, I could sit tight for you know a whole year. Um, it, you know, it would be okay for us. Um, so, because of the fact that we can, it's now a case of if we have clients that are suffering issues and we start getting vehicles returned, that way that that will result in in us being reactive. Um, but other than that, we're just we're just choosing every, every day and every week that goes by. Uh, is a movable feast, effectively. John, did you say that you 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 have furloughed yourself as well? Or? Uh, furloughed by business partner. Uh, uh, so I'm. Uh, although uh, my accountant has said um, it's okay to furlough myself um, as well as him, and I'm still alright to do the statutory duties um, because there is still some business to do. Uh, as, as a result, um, I'm I'm staying there because obviously I I pay myself, as you know. Um, uh, the, the very minimal amount um, each month. So the, the furloughing payment would be circa £500 a month, not too much to worry about. Uh, Tom, moving on to yourself, mate. What are you doing uh, across uh, printers? Uh, and I guess one thing for me is with the with the beauty salon, like um, how I heard a great comment the other day and I, I, it feels like there's a great clean the slate opportunity create opportunities within the local community you said you closed down earlier to have more of that pr story around doing right by your employees and the community uh, how do you feel like you're going to be able to get back into business is it going to be turn the lights back on and you're going to get the customers in or do you feel like it's going to be a slower burn i think from you and ronnie uh, it's one of the businesses well you're both in businesses that are very i want to say touchy-feely like ronnie goes into people's houses and does plumbing work and uh, your staff physically touch people and do stuff. Uh, how are you how, uh, for both of you separately? But Tom, first, how are you thinking about uh, the way that your business is going to turn back on when we're out of lockdown and this thing is blown over? Um, well, the interesting praise to my wife, to be fair, because she handles most of sort of client interaction with the salon, which handles all of it. Um, and what she's done on a week by week basis so far is looked on a Sunday evening at who's booked in or still booked in on our system. 
and just privately text them, just saying, just to remind you, we are closed at the moment. Super sorry, can't do anything about it. I hope you're staying safe. And the reaction we're getting from our clients is incredible. They're like, oh, um, we're good, you're closed. We hope you're all okay. Can't wait to see you as soon as you reopen. So we've sort of, we've been just making sure we're contacting everyone on a weekly basis just to say we're still here. She also came up with um, a couple of ideas after a few people said, oh my God, my nails are going um, crazy. Um, can you do something? And uh, she put together some um, nail care packages um, with just products we had in the salon and literally listed them within 10 minutes. She'd sold all of them. She had about 40 sets. So they flew out, which was great. And then she just, hand, she just walked around the um, local area dropping them off in a safe environment um so uh, with hair and beauty that's just everyone's just gonna miss it so much that they're gonna want to come back and we're even talking to the girls already about extended hours as soon as we are open um and just opening the doors for as long as we can as soon as we can so sort of I, I think that's a really good point it's when the floodgates open get flooded like let as much income yeah. and revenue and business come in uh, yeah yeah uh, good idea Ronnie, over to yourself, mate. How, how are you thinking about the business? So just before it all started, we were actually recruiting for uh, one or two engineers. So we've kept the recruitment process still going. Um, we've spoken to all the candidates that are maybes or positives that we were going to recruit or interview. Um, being quite honest with them, I'm saying, obviously, we're not actively recruiting. We're going to keep the process going. And if you're ready and happy when we come out of this climate, we'll look to carry on that process and see if you're suitable for that application. Um, we're trying to obviously minimise any contact where possible and I think for us as a business we'll continue to keep the measures that we're doing now with gloves, shoe covers, masks, distancing. I think that'll probably stay in place for six to eight months after the official lockdown closes down, possibly even 12 months. Um, for us, when the doors open up, I think it will be a steady stream because people will want to go out and party more than they will want to do luxuries. Um, but there will still be a need for an emergency and upgrades as required. So I think we'll probably got a slower burn when you come out of this. And I'm kind of anticipating 12 months till we kind of see an uplift again. You mentioned something there, which I think is interesting. The, the, the level of duty of care you give to your customers, I think you need to make sure that you get that message across on, on all of your platforms as well. It's just because all of a sudden we're out of lockdown. Um, you are, you are still carrying on that same level of duty of care. Uh, I think that'll probably help separate you from, from everyone else. Um, guys, as we, as we sort of draw this to a close, um, I'm going to give you guys a second to think. I'd love one bit of advice to all the listeners, um, whether it's from your experience, whether it's business related, whether it's mindset related. Um, we've got a lot of small, medium businesses that listen to the podcast. Um, and I think a lot of people look at this as a resource. Uh, and I'm in a great opportunity with Harry here today to have more voices on the podcast. Um, which by the way, if, if you are listening to this right now and you're enjoying this format and, and hearing more from other business owners, uh, please email in. Uh, it's just startupdiary at nbs.fm if you've enjoyed this. Uh, we can do more of it. We've got two more lined up Wednesday and Thursday. Um, but as you guys can tell, I'm trying to buy some time to give you a quick... Oh, John has got his hand in the air. Are you ready for this one, John? Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate it. John, uh, what do you want to say to the listeners right now, mate? Uh, communicate. The amount of time um, I spend thinking, oh, I'll give Adam a call or I'll call Sam or Dan or Steve or whoever it might be or any of my other business owner friends, think, oh, they're probably busy right now. I won't give them a call. Um, I've taken a step away from that and thought, well, I'll leave them a missed call. And as a result, then they'll call back if they can't answer. And suddenly I'm not sat here and suffering in silence and my whole mindset's gone uh, into a complete focus on positivity because so many business owners have all been able to talk to each other and actually it's not all doom and gloom at the end of this we're all going to make it through we're all fighting hard and um more of them are calling back and and, and yeah it's no longer a lonely place so uh, communicate 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 pick the phone up absolutely love that it's um if I, if I throw my sales analogy on top of that, it's don't say no for the other person so if you're thinking about calling someone but you think although oh, they'll be too busy just call them if they're too busy and you've got a good enough relationship, they will decline the call and say, sod off, I'm busy and I'll call you back and they'll get to it when they can. Um, cool, I'm waiting for someone else's hand to pop in the air rather than me just saying the name. Uh, Tom, we'll go with you first, mate. I'm going to give three if that's all right. Um, so big one for me is routine. Make sure you keep your routine and add to it if you can. So my biggest thing I used to love was the drive to work. Even though it's a 10-minute drive, it used to take an hour. 
but it meant I get to listen to you guys every day or an audible. Make sure you still get that time in. Um, so I sat in the garden this morning freezing my tits off. Um, cause it looked, it looked sunny, but it wasn't that hot. <laughs> um, but I still listen to an audible for an hour. Um, cash flow. Make sure you check in your cash flow daily, if not weekly. Um, just before you move on to point three, I actually know that uh, through the coaching network that you're part of, you actually produced a document. Am I right? There's a cash flow forecast that you could make available if people emailed you, or have I just put you on the spot and that's incorrect? Yeah, no, that's that's fully correct. There's a cash flow template um, that's available to anyone and everyone that wants it, and we'd be happy to sort you through how to actually use it. Um, how does how does someone reach out to you and get that? Uh, or do you want to put it into the Facebook group? What works best? Uh, for you? Yeah, I'll put it in the Facebook group. It's probably easiest because um, about four emails and I don't want to confuse everyone. Perfect. Um, yeah, I'll pop it in. Um, and then finally, um, do all the things that have been on your to-do list. Like Do them now. Um, so the printers, we've wanted a brochure for a long time. We've got that in, in the mix. We're, um, we've got new processes and procedures come into place that have always been, oh, that's a nice to have. Spend the time you've got extra now, not traveling to work, doing the things that you need to do. Absolutely top advice, mate. I like that. There's a world of stuff on my, um, in the future is the group I've, I called it on my task management, like things that I wanted to get out of my head, but I'll probably never get round to, but I put it in the, in the future board. Uh, they're all coming forward now. <laughs> so uh, sure. we're, get, we're getting stuff done. Uh, Sam, you had your hand up and then we're going to move on to Ronnie and then we're going to move on to Harry and work out what he has learned over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and what advice he has for the listeners of the show. Um, Sam, what advice have you got, mate? Yeah, uh, kind of like an echo of the other two guys, John's point of communication is, is really good. Um, and the to do, getting your to-do list stuff done, um, which kind of sits around on those kind of nice-to-haves um, list is, is definitely, definitely good advice. Uh, and one of the other things I've kind of been talking about recently is is what you've been talking about and what we've kind of touched on in this conversation already, which is share your content and your expertise. So most people... In some way, shape, or form, especially business owners have a lot of ideas and, and and drop down a lot of notes a lot of the time, or there's a lot of kind of old content maybe that you've got that's been sat on a blog for you know two years and whatever it may be, like any content that you've got, any kind of advice or knowledge or expertise that you can share, take half a day to just kind of reformat it, even if it's just in a Google Doc, in a Google folder somewhere. And just like share that with your community, share that in Facebook groups that you can provide people access to it with, um, share it to your email list. If you've got an email list, share it on your website. You don't have to create a membership site platform, which a lot of people keep asking me about at the minute, like Expert Trades Academy. Great if you can do, but you know, even if it's just a link to a Google Drive that allows you to be able to share your expertise and some content with people to help people through this time, um, I would recommend just reviewing what you've got lying around and, and seeing what you can put into the into interaction in that kind of way. Love it, mate. Um, and and the, la- the last two people, you've, you've obviously got the hardest spots because a lot of the, uh, a lot of the top tips that you've been thinking of may have already gone. Um, we'll leave Harry till last so he can drop some absolute <laughs> pearls of wisdom. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, Ronnie, what have you got for the listeners, bud? Yeah, so echo everything the guys have said. The only thing different would be explore those connections that you've been meaning to do. So there's a couple of companies and guys I've been introduced to. I've never taken it further, but I've picked up the phone uh, yesterday and ended up with quite a bit of work out of them, uh, facility management companies, um, just building those networks up and strengthening those networks for when we come out of this because you're going to help each other going forward. So would that be kind of like uh, potential prospects or leads you've been introduced to but have never found the time because you've been worrying about the day-to-day operations yeah. of the business and now's the time to reach out and introduce yourself? Yeah, definitely. And then just extend on that network, see where you can support each other. And then as you come out of that, it just works hand in hand going forward. Yeah, I like it. It's a good time to build new re- Not like to John's point, not just communicate to people that you already know. It's a good time to build some new relationships. Uh, and as well as if you kind of show this longevity and want to support people now, like I say, mem- memories memories of people are very good. Uh, and now's the time you can build those deep, meaningful relationships for the brand. Um, moving on to you, Harry. I think uh, f- f- the main thing for me is because obviously we're still coming to the office, uh, that sense of routine has really just helped over these past few weeks. Like it still feels like an eternity that we've all been in lockdown, but like uh, you were saying, Tom, just trying to stick to a routine, even if you don't get to leave the house, if you can just maintain some sort of uh, rhythm to your <laughs> your daily life, I think you can keep yourself from going absolutely insane. Cause I know my, my wife's 
literally going stir crazy and she's just staring at the same four walls because she's scared of going outside because we've got a newborn so i think anything you can do just to keep some sort of routine and sanity is just hugely important right now yeah definitely and from an expert trade perspective as we we've tried to keep our like all hands meeting that happens on a monday at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. we're doing that via zoom there's enough technology out there to to do stuff i actually weirdly feel like i'm being a little bit more productive with the team not being in the office <laughs> and having to jump on calls because every call we get on now there's a purpose yeah um and there's there's not someone coming to your desk every day asking you for for something that they can do themselves if they use this website called google anyway not going to rant off <laughs> at the end of the show um Guys, uh, from a routine perspective, actually, just to put on, I know Danny Batch is a member of our team, listens to this podcast. Uh, one thing I appreciate from him is he's actually started to get dressed for Zoom calls now, uh, all the way. <laughs> uh, he started attending Zoom calls with uh, nothing below the waist. Um, and then we started to ask him to prove that he was dressed, uh, to which uh, he couldn't do the first time, but he could do the second time in case it happened again. Um, but anyway, guys, um, I hugely appreciate everyone giving up an hour of their time uh, to sort of share what you're going through. Uh, as, as I said, uh, not to recover what I said at the opening of the show, just hearing from other business owners uh, and being part of a support network that I think we've built up through the podcast, put into the Facebook group. Uh, for me personally, it's helped me get through. I had a real tough week two weeks ago, uh, but now every day I feel like I'm coming in a little bit more focused. Um, and, and that's largely down to the relationships we've got. Is there any last parting words that anyone wants to leave with before we wrap today's episode up? No, we're all good. Harry. Thank you for the startup diary and the support and i've actually gone back and started listening to some of the first ones oh that's risky business <laughs> oh, that's risky business <laughs> oh yeah the, the content back then was um interesting it's a journey it's a journey we it's a big learning curve here um harry if people want to learn more about the show or email in uh give people the course of actions uh they can email startup diary at nbs.fm or they can find us on facebook adam at the business owners group on facebook we got that one right uh, we have renamed it because we had a show the other day and we spent 10 minutes trying to remember the goddamn name of the facebook group so it is the business owners group on facebook uh it's 250 people in there that do support each other on a continual basis and it's not just me and harry saying it today you've heard from members of the community uh, i think right now john said it i've said it do not suffer in silence uh, we are in this together and i promise you there will be opportunity on the side we've just got to weather the storm speak to you guys soon